Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in its 22nd year on voiceamerica.com. Very happy to be with you and to share that this is the program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and help you make your dreams come true. And today is a perfect example of that. My guest is Stephanie Sozak. She's an actress. She's a given hour ambassador and speaks on overcoming failure, being an outsider and living with authenticity. Sozak left her native France to study business and play varsity golf at the College of William and Mary. At 29 years old, after a brief stint at Chanel in New York City, she took a leap and gave the acting world a try. Her most notable projects include Devil Wears Prada, Iron Man 3, Dinner for Schmucks, and the ABC hit series A Million Little Things. Ten years into her career, she suffered from crippling imposter syndrome, which pushed her to address her mindset and develop her own playbook as a daily practice of mental fitness. She hopes you enjoy your selfish playbook and that it will support your journey of discovery, learning, and growth. And her new book is Selfish, Step into a Journey of Self-Discovery to Revive Confidence, Joy, and Meaning. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, Patricia. So happy to be with you. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Close, but not quite. It's Showstack, like you're going to a show. Okay, so Stephanie Showstack. That's a wonderful wonderful name for someone in the acting world. Right, Showtime. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. All right, so your book is named Selfish. But really, that really isn't what it's about in the traditional sense of being selfish, right? Talk about yes. the title. Uh, the t- well, full disclosure, I did not come up with the title. I worked with, with actually a branding company that is helping me develop an app, and they had about 15 names. And selfish was one of them. And when I saw it, it jumped out, obviously, because nobody wants to be selfish. But I also loved for me what it meant with it's selfish and what it means is if we take a little time for ourselves whether it's by doing the kind of work that's self-discovery or if we take time throughout the day to be a little more self-aware that can allow us to respond a little better to life and ultimately to bring more of what we cherish and value to the world and the people around us so it's kind of unselfishly selfish Well, and you know, we used to think often like in the corporate world or even in the world, 15, 20 years ago, people would say, I'm going on vacation. And people would think, oh, well, isn't that selfish? You know, all that self-indulgence. And actually, that's what renews you, right? And rejuvenates you when you go on vacation. And that mindset has really changed. Now companies are saying to people, please take your time off, you know, even if it's a staycation. So we've really changed our concept of being selfish, I think, today. Yes. And I think there's a lot of, from what I, you know, I read too, there's so much research that shows that even little things that you can do every day, like a lot of us are working from home these days, but getting up from your chair and going for a 15 minute walk uh, can help re-energize you. Absolutely. A little selfish time. Talk about this whole idea that you, I wrote in the, I read in the introduction of the imposter syndrome how did that play out for you and and how did it help you? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I started acting, I'm an actress, and I started acting when I was 29 years old. So really late in the game. And for the first 10 years of my life, I just hustled. And then finally, I got a big break and I found myself on the first set of a studio film as a lead role. It was called Dinner for Schmucks. And after a great auditioning process, but once I was on set, all of a sudden I lost 
my confidence. I was really worried about what other people were thinking. I felt I wasn't as experienced as other people. My inner dialogue sounded something like after each take, oh my gosh, that sucked. They're going to think it sucked. They're going to think I suck. I do suck. I don't belong here. I'm going to get fired. And you know, at the time I thought, oh, I, I can't handle the pressure. But what I've eventually discovered was I didn't have the tools to to manage my thoughts and emotions and recalibrate. And the the loss of confidence came from this new environment uh, that I was in, which, you know, was, was experienced actors, big movie sets. How it helped me is... Uh, this happened so much that it actually impacted not only my performance, but also how I related with other people and my well-being. And how it helped me is it pushed me to actually address my mental game and uh, learn tools and skills um, to to be better and eventually realize now, nowadays I like to say my imposter syndrome is kind of my anchor into humility, curiosity, and creativity. Because when I feel that imposter syndrome, I'm like, oh, I'm doing something that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm pushing myself. I'm learning. I'm not supposed to have it all figured out. This is this is a good thing. It's actually, you know, so it, it is humbling and and pushes me to actually embrace an opportunity to learn something new. What's one of the best skills you've learned? I know there's many in the book, but what's oh. the first one you would mention that really has helped you tremendously. And this is completely personal and I don't talk about it in the book, but for me, it's really meditation. Uh, and, you know, I I know there was a time in my life if I heard people mention meditation, I'd be like, oh my God, here we go again. Uh, but it is really the skill that has helped me the most. And sometimes even when I don't meditate as regularly as I usually do, I, I see the difference um, uh, right away. Like I, I, I see how I will get more sensitive. I will get more judgy. I will get less in the moment. So meditation has helped me a lot. And that, and that's a skill for a lot of people, but I, but what you're saying, this is the one that has helped you the most. What are a couple of other skills that you have in the book that, um, People have said to you, boy, that's really helped me. Right. Well, the other, the second thing that is the most helpful is what I call my creative, my personal playbook. And um, what that, and that's what the book Selfish is a workbook for readers to go through eight exercises of self-discovery. And then from the answers to create their own playbook. And what the heck is a playbook? Uh, you know how businesses have playbooks or sports teams have playbooks with all their strategies that help them pivot, uh, that help them remember what their vision is or their mission. When I was doing all this work uh, on myself, I learned a lot of things that helped me. But my challenge was, how am I going to remember these things? How am I going to actually integrate them in my life so that when I'm in the middle of an argument with my son because he's not doing homework or uh, how can I actually remember this you know, guidance that I learned from a parenting magazine, let's say, Um so I created a playbook for myself with all these reminders uh, that relate to different areas of my life. I have an, a playbook for before I go on set when I go acting, and I have a playbook for parenting, and I have a playbook for golf. Uh, and I start my day by looking at my, I have a daily playbook. I start my day by looking at my playbook. Because I recently heard a stat that, I don't know how they figured this out, but that said that within 15 minutes of waking up, most of us consume as much information on our phones as we did 50 years ago in one week. Mm. And the impact of that is that it's harder and harder for us to focus on the thing that serves us well. Mm. We're getting distracted by, you know, the the news, the dis disturbing news, Um we're getting distracted by text, by emails, other people's social media, other people's highlight reels. I have found that starting my day by centering myself, looking at my playbook, 
will just prepare me, remind me of what's important to me. Um, depending on the day, something in my playbook will jump at me one day and not the other day. You know, I'm like, oh, I need this today. And then when I do connect with the rest of the world, I'm more apt to respond according to, um, or these reminders are more apt to pop into my consciousness and help me better respond. So Stephanie, is your playbook kind of like a to-do list in a way? No. no. It's not, it's a, um, it's an album in my photos and it is a um, collection of visuals and words together. So let's say I'm going to pick a book, Atomic Habits, right? Uh, that a lot, James Clear, a lot of people love this book. A friend of mine read it and said, this book is going to change my life. And she had it highlighted and I've had books like this, but then two weeks later, we don't remember it, right? So I might have from a book, one of my books was The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. That was my first initiation into this kind of work. Um, so in it, uh, there's, you know, he's to, today I will take time to be silent. So that helps me a lot, reminds me to meditate. So in my playbook, I might put a picture that... Um, you know, inspires me to be silent. Maybe it's nature. Maybe it's actually a picture of me meditating that my husband took. And on it, I'll put the words today, I will take time to be silent. The the collection of all these reminders together is a little bit like a grandmother's quilt, I like to say. You know how you have a grandmother's quilt and it's different pieces of fabrics that come from all different areas of your life, but you all, you connect to every single one of them emotionally. So then when you look at the whole grandmother's quilt, you have an emotional response to it. Um, my playbook, your and your playbook will look completely different than mine. And it's not just a to-do list. It's a collection of uh, words and carefully chosen visuals. Uh, and I play it with music. So it's kind of like a slideshow. And that's what it is. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Stephanie Shostak about her wonderful book, Selfish Step into a Journey of Self-Discovery to Revive Confidence, Joy, and Meaning. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show, and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking to Stephanie Shostak, who is an actress, a given hour ambassador, and speaks on overcoming failure, being an outsider, and living with authenticity. She's been in several movies, and 10 years into her career, she suffered from imposter syndrome, which really pushed her to address her mindset and develop a system that became part of this book, Selfish. And it is a playbook as well. Welcome back, Stephanie. Thank you. All right. So let's talk about, you have in your playbook, eight steps for self-reflection. And I think that's good for all of us. So the first one is, what are your greatest achievements? And why is it you think it's important that we look at that? Well, I think when we're going through hard times, it's easy to forget what we've accomplished. Uh, It's easy to doubt ourselves. And what I find really interesting about this step is that the greatest achievements are not necessarily the wins in our lives, but they might also be moments when um, we had a very big challenge and we weren't sure how we were going to make it through. Uh, but somehow we found a way. The exercise guides you step by step so that you can actually remember these moments. So it, it, it can also shift your perspective. For me, one of the hardest moments in my life was my freshman year in college, uh, coming from France to America. I had a lot of culture shock. My brother got very sick um, and, I, and I ended up going home after the first year for your abroad in in uh, in France if you had asked me before i did this exercise you know is that one of your greatest achievements i would have said no that's probably kind of a failure my freshman year i was really sad and 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 left after a year but doing the exercise i realized oh my gosh actually this is one of my greatest achievements and this is what i learned from it and this is how it helps me today um so now flash forward, you know, 20 years later, I might be on a movie set <laughs> with big actors and lose a little bit of confidence and doing this exercise. I'm like, wait, this is not so different than starting freshman year in college all those years ago where I felt so uncomfortable. And this is what got me through it. And this is what I can do to get through this. And I've done this before. I can do hard things. Yeah, it's the memory. It's going back into the memory bank of what you have done and where your courage and strength come from. It's great. Mm-hmm. The second one is, who do you admire? Yes. That's the second question you ask people to ask themselves. Is this because we um, often role model those people we admire? Well, it's that there, for me, what I, the value I, when somebody gave me that exercise, it was from a coach. First of all, I had never really thought of that question, but who do you admire? And then it asks you, what characteristics do you admire about these people? And that can really be a clue into what attributes are important to you in your own life. Um, a lot of times there's similar qualities that repeat themselves. And, you know, before that I had heard, you need to know what your values are. And when I tried to do that exercise, it was always an intellectual exercise. What are my values? What are my values? But this, this way about it, who do you admire? Making a list of the people you admire and then asking yourself, what are the qualities I look up. Why Why do these people inspire me? Um, can help you, can give you a clue into what your values are and what's important to you. And then there's actual science that shows that just thinking of the people we admire can, incur- during an event, you know, during the day, can actually encourage us to bring those qualities out into our own life. I, there's a psychologist who was quoted in the book who said, just thinking of your grandmother during the day can actually help you be more generous and giving and just because you're thinking of her in that moment. 
Yeah, it's beautiful, really. The third one is, what are your pearls of wisdom? So that is really why I started my playbook in the first place was because I was getting a lot of pearls of wisdom, whether from books or podcasts or therapy or listening to somebody speak on a, you know, at an event. Um, but we usually don't have a place where we can keep all those pearls of wisdom. So this exercise encourages you to think back, who are the teachers in your life? Um, and uh, I know we're one of our greatest teachers and just put all your pearls of wisdom together. Uh, a lot of us, I know, take screenshots of things that inspire us, but they're all, you know, on our camera roll, not ordered. So take a little time and gather your pearls of wisdom. By doing so, you're creating your own bank of wisdom and you're more apt to actually use it in your own life. Mm, so true. This one I really like because it's um, it's kind of like an oxymoron. What is your impossible future? Yes. So a therapist gave me this exercise 20 years ago. And uh, I, and I was like, what do you mean impossible future? And right. he said, it's like it's saying future. selfish. It's like saying selfish. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's like what he's looking at is taking care of yourself. Go ahead. And he said, this is your greatest possible future. But the reason it's called impossible is to give you freedom to just dream. Because a lot of times if I was to say, you know, write out your best possible future, you would have your own limits on it. So impossible future is imagining a future where there are no obstacles. Money is not an obstacle. Geography is not an obstacle. And describe what that future would be like five to 10 years from now and be as detailed as possible in your relationships and what you're doing. What I found really interesting doing this exercise, first of all, there's tremendous power by putting pen to paper. Uh, when we start letting our imagination go, we might surprise ourselves. Um, it also, I remember this is kind of embarrassing, but when I first did the exercise, I thought about my career and I was like, I have an Oscar. <laughs> and then I thought, wait, why? And so then I kept writing and why? And kept writing. And then at, by the end, I realized the Oscar is not what matters. This is what matters. And so it completely changed. Um, it gave me clarity on what is really important for me in my career. And and then when you identify that, you can actually take steps in your life as to what can help you get there. Right. And I mean, the Oscar is a symbol of recognition. Exactly. As in which, the, right, the Oscar, even though that's wonderful, um, it's the recognition, right? Understandable. The fifth yeah. one is what are your daily wins? That's a good one. I think a lot of us don't look at our daily wins. Right. Um, so there's a, you know, we know the American Psychological Association points out that when we focus on the things that are within our control, it can really help us from getting overwhelmed by life's uncertainty. Um, so your daily wins are small, actionable steps that you can take every day in your life that will help move the needle in the right direction, whether for your professional life or your personal life. The goal is not to, is not a to-do list. So the goal is not to get them all done, but if you can do 70% on any day, you will have a pretty great day. And it gets us in the habit of celebrating um, the things that are within our control. So, you know, getting that dopamine hit for things that are within our control, with, as opposed to expecting an outcome that is not at a, uh, that is out of our control. And by regularly getting those daily wins, we're creating positive momentum and we're creating really a, a positive feedback loop of motivation, success, confidence. Um, and it's, it's, it really makes a difference in your life. How does that differ from the next one, number six, which is what are your narratives? We talked about your daily wins, but whatever you're telling yourself in your daily win, is that part of your narrative? It could certainly be. So 
your daily wins, I we actually have a wheel in the in the workbook where you could put 10 daily win, wins. These could be like hydrating. Hydrating every day is one of my daily wins. Your, what are your narratives um, is to become aware of how, how we talk to ourselves, what we say to ourselves about ourselves, about our past, about our future, becoming aware of those stories that go on, you know, oftentimes in our head. Um, that the way we think impacts the way we feel and that impacts the way we behave. Uh, so becoming, once once you can change your self-talk or the stories you tell yourself, you can really impact the way you're going to feel and the way you're going to behave. Um, so that step encourages you to find the self-talk that is not necessarily supportive to you and rephrase it. Um, I like to say we are, the good thing is, you know, I'm an actress, so you can write, rewrite that script. And we're giving a few tools in the book that help you rewrite your self-talk in a way that's more productive and supportive. And when you do that, it leads you to step number seven, which is how do you find and spread joy? Uh, by the way, these steps are not in order and people can do them in whatever order they want to do, except the last step, which I think benefits from the previous work. This one is something, all the exercises I say are versions of exercises that I've done throughout the years and that have helped me tremendously. And this one I made up because um, I just... You know, we we all know about gratitude, whether we have a gratitude practice or not. And I wanted something a little different, which is joy and just celebrating the small moments of joy. And I think that when even when we're going through hard times in our life, if we make space for just, you know, whatever small things bring us joy. So what are those things that bring you joy? Is it nature? Is it music? Is it um uh, dancing and moving your body? Is it walking? Becoming aware of those things so that then you can bring more of those things and also spreading joy uh, because we that that is also the way to, in a way, it's a selfish way to bring us joy by spreading joy to other people around us. I think the world needs a little more joy. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, which is so true, we do need more joy. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk more to Stephanie about the her last step, which is about philosophy of life and how that implies. And we'll talk more about Selfish, the book Selfish, Step into a Journey of Self-Discovery to Revive Confidence, Joy, and Meaning by Stephanie Shostak. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Next at the Mike Radio, Voice America producer and host Bonnie D. Invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with Voice America's longtime new and upcoming hosts. Tune in as she uncovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, how they define success, handle challenges, and more. 
to inspire you to think out of the box and find your own mic. Enjoy Bonnie D's always lively spotlight conversations on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ooh, how those lips can talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back we are talking to stephanie shostak and she is the author of the new book Selfish, a step into a journey of self-discovery to revive confidence and joy and meaning. And Stephanie is an actress. She is a given hour ambassador, and she speaks on overcoming failure, being an outsider, and living with authenticity. She has been in several movies, including The Devil Wears Prada, Iron Man 3, Dinner for Schmucks, and the ABC hit series, A Million Little Things. Ten years into her career, she suffered from imposter syndrome, and that really pushed her to address her mindset and develop her own playbook, which has become a very big part of this wonderful book called Selfish. Welcome back, Stephanie. Thank you. So in your your eight steps, and there are different steps you have, the last one is talking about what is your philosophy. Explain that to us or explore that. That is a concept that I learned from a mindset course that I took that was taught by Dr. Michael Gervais and Pete Carroll, the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. And the whole idea of having a life philosophy is having one sentence that embodies who you are, your core principles, and that can encourage you in moments, uh, in tough moments. Uh, um, so, and, and why, why that is a very useful thing is, um, you know, sometimes we might have decision, a tough decision to make in our lives. And uh, I know for me, I when I when that happens, I always do the Ben Franklin thing, the chart, the plus and the minuses, and and I do the columns, and that's how I get through it. But actually, now also having a life philosophy, I repeat my life philosophy to myself. Uh, mine is I dare to go after my truth with love and humor. Uh, so repeating that to myself, I can ask myself, does this align with my life philosophy? It's really easy, I think, in life to get um, lost. And, oh, I'm sorry. Do you hear this? Yes, we're on. To get lost and uh, lose sight of our what our values are, um, to make decisions based on what other people um, are thinking or what you think other people want you to do. So the life philosophy is really a compass uh, to help you, to give you courage, to empower you, to realign you when you're feeling lost. Yes. One of the things you have in your book quite a bit is for people to be able to share their thoughts. It's a playbook. And you use the word brain dump. And Mm -hmm. my question about that is, what if you, when I hear the word brain dump, I think, well, gee, we can just put anything on that page, which we can. But what happens when you start dumping, if you will, or um, disclosing, and there are things that you're putting on that paper that you don't like, that you're ashamed of, that are very painful for you. You don't want anybody else to ever pick it up and see it. What's your feeling about brain dump and how you should use it? Do you just put it all out there? Do you then um, edit it a little bit? What are your thoughts? Well, I talk about that the default of the selfish, your workbook is private. And that is something that I, I feel very strongly about because the second we think somebody else is going to read what we write or even sharing, oh, who do you admire? 
sharing the people we admire with other people. The second we think we're going to share something, we're going to edit ourselves because we're going to think they're going to, what are they going to think? They're going to think it's not cool or this or that. Um, doing the point of this self-discovery work is getting to know ourselves and accepting ourselves, all of who we are. Um, and, and hopefully accepting, you know, both ends of the spectrum. We're all capable of kindness and the worst of it also. And the more, you know, the more we suppress who we are, the more the, the darkness I think has power and can, um, be hurtful, the more we allow it all to be on the page, the more we can have compassion for ourselves and actually look at it and uh, be like, oh, what? why do I think that? And dig a little deeper. It's not always pleasant what we find out during this, this kind of work. Um, but I think doing it just makes it then helps us get on the other side. And so do that this work should be private is number one. And then I say in the introduction, write for yourself, write for yourself only. Um, and this isn't about your job title. This isn't about what other people are going to think. It's just really for, for you to express your heart out. Yeah. And brain dump is extra space. It's a workbook, so there is space for you to write. And I thought some people like to write more, so dump it all there. One of the exercises in your book is attributes you admire. And, uh, and it's interesting. They're, they're very, and I'll just read them. And then you, what I see here is you can check them off, but you get to think about them. So it could be activist, advocate. Artist, bold, brings people together, clever, compassionate, confident, courageous, fighter, fights for others, flexible, free, funny, generous, hardworking, honest, humble, joyful, kind, leader, lighthearted, loving, not afraid of change, open-minded, passionate, positive, resilient, risk-taker, selfish, selfless, selfless, serves mm -hmm. others, simple, smart, speaks up for what's right, truthful, visionary, warrior, and wise. It's a great list. <laughs> Thank you. The, the list is associated with um, the who do you admire exercise. And so you first make a list of the people you admire, and then we ask you, what, why do you admire them? What are the attributes you admire? So the list is really just meant to be an inspiration. Um, I think, you know, you may have a very different way to express yourself to say, uh, you know, somebody is an activist, that word may not necessarily uh, resonate with you. There's many ways to, to express that quality. And so I'd like to encourage people to really use their own words, words Words have a, a lot of um, power on how we feel. And when we see a word that we resonate with, it can impact how we feel. Right. And also understanding, as you said, that we all impact differently. So the word activist might mean something very different to me than it does to you. Exactly. So that's why we might not check it off, even though we may be thinking the same kind of thing. Our images are different. Mm -hmm. How important, Stephanie, are images? really seeing something and not just visualizing it or talking about it, but really as you do as an actress, getting into it and feeling it. I think we all know how important images are. We get bombarded with images all day long. Right. And, um, you know, just thinking just now, thinking of some images I've seen today makes me feel a certain way. Um, the problem is we're not in control of all the images we get bombarded by. And, so creating your playbook is a chance for you to use images that um, impact you. And I'll give you an example. For example, what is what are your greatest achievements? This is an example in the book. Let's say, uh, and I'm not a runner. I've never ran a marathon. But let's say you've run a marathon, and that's one of your greatest achievements. Uh, and that means that achievement means that you know how to train, that you uh, can do hard things. 
you can so you could have affirmations that are associated with this achievement. But if you put them those affirmations over a picture of you going through the finish line, when you look at that visual, it's going to impact you in a very different way than if you just say the words in your head, I can do hard things. You'll be brought back. An image can bring us back to a moment. It can transport us to another moment. Um, joy, you know, the, the the idea of having the sim- making space for joy, that joy is right in front of us most days. Having a picture there of something that brings you joy from your own life will help you feel that and and connect you to to what you're trying to bring more of in your life. Yeah, so true. How can people get the book? People can order the book uh, anywhere on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or any bookstore. Um, yeah, order it. Google Selfish, Stephanie Showstack. All right. We're going to take another break, and we'll come back and talk to Stephanie more about her book, Selfish. A Step into a Journey of Self-Discovery to Revive Confidence, Joy, and Meaning, and what's helped her most to restore her confidence in herself. There's so many steps in the book, but we'll talk more about finding what really speaks to you in terms of bringing that joy into your life. All right. And again, um, you can get the book in any bookstore or certainly online at Amazon, right? Or any, any online as well. Yes. All right. My guest is Stephanie Shostak. She's an actress. She's a Given Hour ambassador, and she speaks on overcoming failure, being an outsider, and living with authenticity. And her own sort of imposter syndrome pushed her into address her mindset and write this great book, Selfish. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be right back. told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move, and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today, including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Hi, everyone, and we are back. We are talking to Stephanie Shostak. Her book is Selfish, A Step into a Journey of Self-Discovery to Revive Confidence, Joy, and Learning. Stephanie Shostak is an actress, a given hour ambassador, and speaks on overcoming failure, being an outsider, and living with authenticity. She's been in several movies, and in her career, 10 years into it, she suffered from imposter syndrome, and that really pushed her to develop her mindset and address it, and it actually helped her to create the Selfish Playbook. Welcome back, Selfish. Thank you. And what we're going to talk about next is that although it is a playbook, it's a workbook in the book itself. So differentiate between those two for us. Right. So Selfish is a workbook. It's an interactive workbook with eight steps that we've gone through, and it will allow you to create your own playbook. All the answers to each step will go into your playbook. And the idea is hopefully that your playbook will continue to grow and evolve as you continue to grow and evolve. You will keep adding to it. You might change your life philosophy. Uh, As you have a new milestone, you will add it to your playbook. And hopefully you'll start every day with your playbook. You know, I like to compare the idea of starting every day with my playbook, which is what I do, to doing reps at the gym. We all know the importance of physical fitness and how um, repetitions and lifting weights is important to build strength. And I think the exercises in the war in the workbook will help you uh, build strength. And doing the reps on your playbook will help you build endurance and bring fortitude to your life. Thank you. How has your work as an actress um, helped you develop selfish? How does it relate? It's actually really interesting and ironic because as an actor, you're trained to... um, really study a character and go deep and ask a lot of questions. Who is this person? What does she love? What is in her way? What does she want? What is her history? Uh, What are her strengths? What are her obstacles? And knowing all these things will allow you to portray the character with truth and do it justice. And And then, you know, after 10 years of doing this acting world, I dove into my own mental game and discovered this self-discovery work. And it wasn't right away that I noticed, but eventually I was like, oh my gosh, this is just like doing the character work. And so often we don't do that for ourselves. So it's the same process. It's the same process. Who am I? What matters to me? What are my strengths? Look at my past events and realize, oh, this is what matters to me in my life. Absolutely. And then we can bring our truth into the world. (laughs) Tell us about your work as Given Hour Ambassador and what that means. Given Hour is a national mental health nonprofit, and their mission is to build more resilient communities throughout the United States. They work with physical communities, so uh, they will go to different places after um, a crisis. For example, they were at Route 91 the shooting and the concert that happened, and they'll go and work with communities there to help them uh, process trauma and give them tools to later to, um, you know, to learn to survive. And but they also work with communities, not physical communities, but communities such as the military throughout the United States. Um, uh, they work with victims of the opioid crisis. Um, uh, a, lot, a lot of different communities. And so I got to know Given Hour through my acting career. I met their founder, Bar- Dr. Barbara Van Dalen, on A Million Little Things. And uh, she was a consultant to the writers to make sure our, our show dealt with suicide and depression. And so she was there really to make sure that the scripts depicted mental health in an accurate and sensitive manner. And during COVID, uh, given our change leadership and during COVID, they reached out to me and I told them about this concept of the playbook that I use and they loved it. So we did a series of webinars to 
encourage their communities to create their own playbook. But everybody would ask, people loved it, but everybody would ask what goes in your playbook. And I would say it's personal. We're all different. We all have different paths. And then somebody suggested we write a workbook. So that's where this comes from. And by the way, 50% of my proceeds go to give an hour. So um, if you buy the workbook, you're also helping give an hour. That's wonderful. What are your closing thoughts? What do you want to leave our listeners with today about Selfish, the book, the workbook? Um, I would say that this work has changed my life. Uh, It's changed my career. It's changed my relationships. Uh, And I challenge you to start doing uh, your own journey of self-discovery. And I hope your playbook will empower you on uh, empower you and and help you thrive, you know, through the ups and downs of life. Yeah, thank you. And since you've written the, the the workbook, and you're and you're actively working in it, how has your life changed? I, you know, I still deal with the same things that I've always dealt with: self doubt, insecurities, all of that. It's never going to go away. And it's a good thing. It keeps me humble. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, and fear, fear for my children, uh, you know, making movies in my head when I get worried. But having done the work and being able to remind myself uh, of the things that help me, you know, slow down, be more aware, focus on what's in my control will help me better respond. That's what I found. So the times where I get worried and that maybe are a little, um, I wouldn't say less, but I, I, I get stuck less. I get hooked less. Wonderful. And that's so helpful for all of us. Thank you so much, Stephanie Shostak, for being on the program. Stay on the line. The book is Selfish, and it's a workbook, Step into a Journey of Self-Discovery to Revive Confidence, Joy, and Meaning. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. You can find me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. If you're interested in doing your own podcast and getting your message out there, since I've interviewed over 5,000 people in my career and I really believe in getting positive messages out there, I'd love to help you. Also, if you'd like to get a copy of my newsletter, again, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.